Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Blue Devils podcast. My name is JJ Jackson, and I'm so excited that you're here with us today as we've got an excellent show on today's program. If you haven't done so already, make sure you follow our program on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. Follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Thank you for making Lockdown Blue Devils your first listen each and every day as we dive into all of things in the Blue Devil athletics world. What a show we've got for you today. As Bryce Kuhn from 24-7 Sports, The Hive, uh, and GoJackets.com joins our program to preview this Saturday's football game between the Blue Devils and the Yellow Jackets. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. If you haven't done so already, please make sure you follow and subscribe to Lockdown Blue Devils for free on whatever podcast platform you choose. We are everywhere, easy to find, and that sort of thing. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, Bryce Kuhn joins the program to talk all things Duke and Georgia Tech here on Locked On Blue Devils. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at Bet Online. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on to start another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action that you need here in 2021. With an updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100. Also use promo code Locked On From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back into Lockdown Blue Devils. J.J. Jackson here with Bryce Kuhn from 24-7 SportsGoJackets.com as we've got a pretty good football game coming up this weekend between Duke and Georgia Tech. Bryce, how are you, man? Doing well, J.J. Uh, we were talking about it before we came on and uh, just uh, trying to get through the nasty weather we both have coming through our, <laughs> ad, uh, through our way, man. But, uh, yeah, it's it's the heart of football season. So you're doing, we're doing both, I'm sure, doing very well. Yeah, no, I think we're going to have a fun football game so far on, on Saturday between Duke and Georgia Tech, and it's going to be uh, a great game, I would imagine. It's always fun when these two teams get on the football mm-hmm. field and battle things out. You do work with GoJackets.com over at 24-7 Sports. How did you get in that spot, Bryce? Yeah, it kind of started off, uh, had a mutual friend in the 24-7 Sports community, and uh, during college – was just looking for some freelance opportunities and uh, kind of just laid into the fact of, hey, you want to help and start off just doing some basic recruiting. And it just it blossomed into what it is right now, and that's doing recruiting, covering football. We just had basketball, uh, which I'm sure is high on the minds of Duke <laughs> fans uh, right now as well. So we just had basketball practice open this week, and so kind of full-fledged into this uh, coverage, which is uh, a ton of fun. I'm from Columbus, Georgia, so Atlanta's an hour, 15, hour, 20 away. Not a big drive whatsoever, but uh, enjoying it so far, man. It's culminated. I'm almost at three years now working with uh, Georgia Tech and covering, and it's, it's a growing fan base. Obviously, we're going to talk about it. Uh, it's a fan base that is steep deep in Atlanta, but they have a lot of new fans as well with kind of this uh, program and culture change. 
did you grow up a Georgia Tech football fan? I did not, JJ. So the Tech listeners and I host a Tech show. I grew up a Dogs fan. I'll okay, say wow. I'll say it. I'll <laughs> say it. So I grew up a Dogs fan, but as you, as you know, I mean, I know you you when you cover sports, you want the team to be good. So For to sure. say you have no rooting interest, you you everyone wants the team to be good. They cover. So I I always say, you know, I grew up a Georgia fan, but I do have always, you know, the history of Georgia Tech is very rich. So I've always uh, had that. My dad is actually a Georgia Tech fan, so this is awesome for him. Yeah, that uh, he gets to he gets some of the inside scoop that I'll I'll let him know of. But uh, it's fun as a Georgia fan. Uh, if you're a Georgia fan out there, you should want Georgia Tech to be good. You want that rivalry game to mean something. So, uh, no, did not grow up a Georgia Tech fan, but man, uh, the Ramblin' Wreck do have a special place in Georgia football. You know, it's a lot dominated by Athens, but Atlanta is a big spot too. No, for sure. And I want to get into that as uh, Jeff Collins is doing a good job from the outside looking in as the leader of this football program. You talk about really buying in and changing the culture and that sort of thing. And the fact that this school is at the Power Five level in Atlanta of mm-hmm. all places it just feels like this school has got to be dominant in all of the big sports on campus and jeff collins might be making that big shift i'm seeing all of the shirts with 404 the branding everywhere is is that kind of his main focus jeff collins that is yeah i mean when he first came on campus it was one of the things of where you know he had been a georgia Tech guy before uh so he had gone off and and been at other programs but he felt like when he came back here i mean this is arguably the college football capital of the world the college football hall of fame is seven eight miles from campus i mean this is the mecca you have obviously the chick-fil-a peach ball the national championship has been there at mercedes-benz there's a lot of action happening but the tough thing is jj for this program is that you have and, and you're down in auburn and in Athens, you're also in the heart of some of the top-tier programs in the country. So you're competing on the recruiting front, but you're also competing on the branding front as well. Everybody knows the red and black in the state of Georgia. Everyone knows crimson or orange or blue and orange, navy and orange in Alabama. Even going up to Tennessee and Knoxville, everyone knows you know the power T. So the 404 branding, that's something he wanted to bring to the forefront because Atlanta is such a uh, I mean, it's one of the biggest, you know, markets in the country. Why not have a college football program that Atlanta can call its own? You're always going to have transplants. We know that being in the same state, but they've really tried to capture that Atlanta area in that market. We're already talking about uh, this 2021 season, rightfully so, mm-hmm. four or five weeks into the year. But I do want to get your perspective on a year ago, because in football, in any sport, what happened last season really sets up what could take place in 2021. So you look back a year ago, Georgia Tech goes three and seven on the football season, uh, including a win over Duke. And we'll get into the Duke and Georgia Tech game coming up this weekend. But Duke being one of the three wins for the Yellow Jackets a year ago, what went wrong in 2020? Well, first off, the pandemic really hindered. And, you know, I think uh, for programs that were already feeling good about themselves going in, they had to adapt. This program in Georgia Tech was breaking in a brand new quarterback that never went through your typical, you know, spring practice. Your summer. None of that was the same. And so we'll talk about this game this weekend, kind of what I think is going to happen. But I think the pandemic year in 2020, and obviously we're still battling with it here in 2020, but not to the same extent. Right. Um, in 2020, I think Georgia Tech was one of those programs that was really affected by it. Uh, when you have an upstart program trying to build a program, and we all know the stage of college football that we're sitting in right now, of uh, where we need this win-now mentality with the elite teams really pushing teams like Georgia Tech and Duke to how can we make this turnaround as fast as possible, a year like 2020 doesn't help. So you talk about what kind of hurt in that aspect. I mean, first off, Georgia Tech lost some non-conference opponents early on in the year 
that would have helped build that up. Uh, now, obviously, they won week one against Florida State, but there were some non-conference opponents that they lost. The one non-conference opponent they kept was UCF. So that's not an easy one to face at all. Right. And also, I think it's just a young team. I mean, you know as well as anybody in the state of college football, when you bring in a new coach, you have kind of the leftover guys that decide to stay and buy in, but you also have the new guys that have got to grow as well. So that's a tough thing as well. So they had a lot of new faces that kind of carried over into this season. It's a really young team. With young team com- comes inconsistency. So those things, that's kind of the big thing is you had a young team. The pandemic didn't help with trying to get acclimated in really year two under Collins. And I always tell people on our show that, or on our podcast over gojackets.com is that, you know, when you talk about how many years has college really been there, 2020 kind of have to throw out the window. You don't get the team building the chemistry, what happens inside the locker room that a lot of fans and us don't see and how that can culminate and really help out an entire season. Well, so we mentioned last season, and again, three and seven for Georgia Tech. Duke only two wins in the 2020 year as well. And here we are five games into the season. Let's go back to right before the season got going, though. And again, Bryce Kuhn from GoJackets.com is joining us on Lockdown Blue Devils today. What were the big questions going into the year for Georgia Tech, both offensively and defensively? So I'll start offensively. Obviously, you felt like you had your quarterback situation sorted out with Jeff Sims at the top, and I'm really high on Jeff Sims and his potential. Uh, You had a capable backup that we've already seen in Jordan Yates. The skill positions, I think, are really talented. A running back room that I would argue on paper is one of the best in the conference when they can get those touches, but it all came down to up front. This team, uh, I I always say that you want to build a team from within and then go out. What Georgia Tech had was this kind of weird luxury of having some really good skill position, good running back, talented quarterback, but the offensive line wasn't really up to par with the shift from the triple option to what they want to do now. And so they're getting there. That was one of the concerns, and it's still a concern. We saw that this past Saturday against Pitt, uh, who I think is probably one of the most talented teams, may have the best quarterback in the conference, really, in Kenny Pickett. But this is a Georgia Tech team that had some question marks coming up up front for them offensive line. Some of those have been answered. They've dealt with some injuries as well. Then flipping over defensively, it was how would this secondary react to what happened last year? Last year, they gave up way too many explosive plays, and you can point to one game, 73-7 to to Clemson. There's no shame in losing to Clemson last season, but when you lose 73-7, to and that's a conference game, that's not <laughs> something you want to see, uh, especially as a program trying to build up. So the biggest question for me was the back end. We talked at uh, ACC kickoff and media days uh, in July about that, which feels like forever ago at this point. <laughs> but that was that was one of the things coming in is how would you how could you do that? And it's a veteran laden secondary, and they took it personally, and they wanted to make that turn. So for me, it was the secondary defensively, offensively it was up front. You had to be better. Has any of those questions, or have any of those questions, <laughs> been answered five games into the year? Man, five games into the year, right now, when you look at Georgia Tech's schedule, they look a lot, and I think you're a fan as well, as the Atlanta Braves for a spell. Loss, win, loss, win, loss, win. So it's kind of been up and down. But defensively, I'll say yes. They have shored up some things, and they had some injuries last year. When you're talking about three, four-year starters that you lose, that's that's tough, and, and multiple at the same time. So I feel like they've shored up that back end. The defensive line, the performance they put on in North Carolina, defensively, I feel like they have what they want. But I'll say this, it doesn't matter how good of a defense you have, when you leave your defense out and you look at the time of possession, a lot of people are into the analytics of stuff now. And I know time of possession is not something that a lot of people look at because a lot of offenses work fast. But when your defense is out there for a good time, I don't care if you have a full NFL roster coming down to play at the college level. It just won't work. 
So I think offensively is where they haven't quite figured five games in, four games in, or five games in now. Because offensive line this week, past week against Pitt, they were down two starters. They had to thrust some young guys in there who, J.J., I believe that will probably be more talented, but they're freshmen. They right. don't. They haven't been through the college game. They haven't gone through a full year in a college weightlifting program. So for Georgia Tech to be able to take that step, that was hard when you're dealing with injuries. So offensive line-wise, they've got some of the bodies that – I mean, J.J., we're talking about offensive tackles that are bigger than the, you know, the guards were under the triple option. This is something has not happened in Tech ever since the Paul Johnson era before. So just to really you know, kind of close that off is I think defensively they found some answers. It's not perfect. I don't think there's few teams that feel like they're perfect right now through five weeks. But offensively, they've got to kind of figure out this combination of how they want to line up when these guys are healthy, and they've got to find a scheme that works because they're, they're struggling to block up front. And like I said, it doesn't matter how good your skill position players are if you can't block for them. Let's talk a little bit about the defense because it's so fascinating to me what Georgia Tech has been able to do so far this year. We talk about uh, two weeks ago, a big win for the wow. Yellow Jackets over North Carolina, a game played at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Why did that happen, first off? I don't know. I mean, I was talking with some of the guys afterwards, and they said the aura of playing an NFL stadium. Okay. And I know you, you don't – that was really cool. And I think no matter what level you're at, I mean, it, it's cool to be playing saying, this is what the guys on Sundays play. Like, this is a right. dream come true. It had the big game atmosphere. Sure. That's not any knock against Bobby Dodd and, and, and what it is. Bobby Dodd's a very – I mean, Grant Field's one of the you know longest standing fields in college football history. But playing in that game primetime, and I think, too, J.J., coming off of the Clemson game. Now, listen, Clemson's not what we thought they were going to be offensively. But it kind of – I feel like that loss against Clemson up there in Death Valley, let this defense know, hey, we can compete. Because there's still four or five stars littered everywhere on Clemson's offense. We can compete against some of the big guns. They took that momentum. They took the game plan. And I'm going to tell you, I was, uh, you know, I had the radio broadcast. I was driving down through Atlanta. I had the radio broadcast going, and Andy Demetra, the play-by-play voice of the Jackets, he, I mean, he, he couldn't even believe it. It was just something through the first. I mean, nine. They they had it at ten. They knocked it back down to nine. Nine tackles for loss in the first half against a offensive line in North Carolina that returned all five starters, a quarterback that hasn't had the greatest season, but you have to still believe by all pro standards he'll be one of the first quarterbacks taken come next April. This is a defense that played above and well beyond the expectation. And like you said, how they did it, they did it with pressure. I mean, they just were everywhere. The schemes, the stunts they were running up front. And I think we saw what can happen when they get pressure. We saw last week against Pitt what happens when you don't get pressure and you leave your, your secondary out to dry. I think it's a talented team, and that's kind of the result, J.J., of kind of some of the inconsistencies that come with young teams. You can have a game like North Carolina, like you said, where everything works perfectly and it gives the fan base a glimpse of what's to come. But the frustrating part is you have a game the next week where the young, some of the young mistakes, the, the, I always call them the rookie mistakes, those kind of come into play and uh, that was tough. But, man, that North Carolina game, everything went their yeah. way. The coaching staff made a great timing of putting Jeff Sims into the ball game. Uh, wow. That, I mean, I'm telling you, I, I really do believe by the time he's done, his potential could be to be one of the top quarterbacks in the conference. He really does have that type of ceiling, in my opinion. Going into that Carolina game again, Georgia Tech was a football team that I believe Bryce had had two and a half sacks on the year. And then against the Tar Heels, <laughs> walk away with eight. So from the Duke perspective, that's the lead in game for North mm -hmm. Carolina. And, and obviously going into the season, 
Sam Howell was regarded as the best quarterback in this conference, and rightfully so, with so much um, skill that he's got to his game, but really couldn't get anything going against Georgia Tech because they were in his face the entire contest. Duke tried to do that this past week. That didn't work out. And then we see Kenny Pickett light the world on fire against Georgia Tech this past week. You think it comes back to pass rush, though? I do because Kenny Pickett is way more talented than I think the national media gives him credit for. I mean, I really do believe coming into the season you had guys like DJ, you had these other quarterbacks, uh, Yurkovich up in Boston College that got hurt. Kenny Pickett's right now the last one standing, and the yeah. guy's a gunslinger, a straight gunslinger. Pitt's not afraid, as we've seen. They went to Knoxville and did it. They uh, went Western Michigan. They didn't end up winning that game, but they are not afraid to get into a all-out shootout. Um, which I think spelled trouble for Georgia Tech because I don't know if the offense could have kept up and the defense just was not ready. I mean, it was just one of those things. Georgia Tech employs a 3-3-5 scheme, which schematically you should say that should help against the past. But they could not get any pressure. That's where they were successful against North Carolina. And when you allow a quarterback like Pickett to have all day back there to throw, he'll, he'll just tear you apart and pick you apart. Today's show is brought to you by Price Picks. Price Picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy. Price Picks offers more college football props than anyone in the world and offers the star players of the Power Five as well as mid-major players you might not have ever heard of. Price Picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns and even interceptions thrown. You pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections and you can come up and win ten times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Make sure you use promo code Locked On, and that promo code will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize Pick allows mixed sport entries, as you can combine basketball, football, basketball, and any other sport. It's an awesome thing to check out. As also, make sure you use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made up in 60 seconds or less. It's really that easy. Price Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Don't hesitate. Check out PricePicks.com. Use promo code Locked On or go to your app store and download the app today. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's so good. 18 amazing flavors. Six new flavors to choose from, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream carrot cake, apple almond crisp, and more, as Built Bars are healthy and great for the health-conscious guy. Covered in 100% chocolate, that's a crime, that shouldn't be fair, and yet it's still good. Soft and easy to chew, and it is good for you. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in this delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for the keto diet. A great flavor like peanut butter, 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, and 5 grams of net carbs, you need to go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, Built.com, promo code LOCKED15, proud sponsor of Locked On Blue Devils. As Georgia Tech starts to scheme up for Saturday's game versus Duke, the top name on their scouting report is going to be the tailback in Mateo Durant, who's been one of the top running backs in all of college football. How has Tech been against defending the run this year, Bryce? It scares me because they do run that 3-3-5, which to me dares a team to run. <laughs> and Duke's not going to be afraid to run the ball with yeah. Durant there. I watched that first game against Charlotte, which I think was one of the first college football games of the season. It yeah. obviously didn't go in Duke's favor, but holy cow. I mean, yeah. What a way to burst on the scene really nationally for Mateo Durant. You talk about against the run. 
Georgia Tech has the bodies, the depth is not there. So you could say, JJ, for the first half, if they hold Durant to what is pedestrian, listen, Durant's a talented player, he's going to get his own. You have to understand that coming to the game. But if you can hold him to what's manageable, the second half is where it's going to be interesting because how does not having the depth hold up when they start getting late in the ball game and maybe Duke has a slim lead and they've got a third and four, third and three, and they really start to pound the ball and say, we're just going to run the football and see if you can stop us. That's where it worries me. To me, Georgia Tech did a good job uh, really against North Carolina in a game where North Carolina had one of the top offenses of the country coming in. I think back-to-back performances of 59 points apiece in their previous two games. You know, they got a young man in Ty Chandler who is very talented running back, set some records over at Tennessee. I felt like they did a good job of containing the big play. Mm-hmm. You know, I haven't watched a ton of Duke play, but I go back to that Charlotte game. That's where Charlotte struggled was containing the big play. Georgia Tech's got to be able to contain them. We'll take the three, four, five chunk yard plays all day long, but when it comes into the aspect of the 15-20, to me the momentum you know, drives that, that start to happen. That's when Duke, especially playing at home, that, that can be something that could get away from Georgia Tech easily. They've done good against the run, but the depth is going to be tested in the second half, especially if Duke bears down and say, we want to just try to be more physical. Let's talk about the quarterback. Gunnar Holmberg comes into the year as the starting quarterback for Duke and uh, has been way better than advertised and way better than mm-hmm. expected for a lot of people. A lot of that has to do with the fact that Chase Bryce was so terrible a year ago for Duke football and, and now is doing better things for Appalachian State, which makes zero sense. But anyway, Gunner's been a great positive for the Duke mm-hmm. football team five games into the season. How do you see that playing out? We've mentioned that secondary for the Yellow Jackets before uh, as we get ready for Saturday's game. I'll go back to the pass rush. They've got to get a pass rush against Duke's offensive line. They've got to first force Holmberg into decisions that he doesn't want to make. And listen, this is a guy in Holmberg who's been around a while. Uh, he's no stranger to the college game. He's a veteran, and I think that veteran savvy can help him against a Georgia Tech defense that has experience on the back end. They've got some experience sprinkled in, but to me, Georgia Tech plays a high-risk, high-reward type of defense. They're going to play aggressive. That worked against North Carolina. They, you know, it was almost like Andrew Thacker, the defensive coordinator, said, listen, we know that maybe we don't match up with the Wills, so let's play aggressive. Let's take the high-risk high you know, high reward opportunities because that'll lead to a pick. That'll lead to a forced fumble. That will lead to a pass deflection. So I think Georgia Tech is going to take that same mentality. And I think for Holmberg, man, it, we, we saw Pickett started to do this in the beginning of the game, just kind of taking what Georgia Tech gave him, five yard out, the, the slant route. Well, what did that do? That started to set up for some of those deep ball passes. And, and I don't know how Holmberg's done really, you know, throwing the ball very deep, or I don't, I haven't seen some of the stats on that or, or watched a ton of film on him in that retrospect. But, you know, taking, and I think of, it comes down to being a veteran quarterback. Pickett did that. If Holmberg, and I think North, or I think North Carolina wanted to do that, and I think if Duke kind of looks at what Pitt did and say, we may not have the horses to run with what Pitt did offensively, but man, taking a page out of the playbook and saying, kind of just nickel and diming Georgia Tech down the field, taking what they give you, opening up the big shot, using Durant to the ability. And, I mean, I think Durant's also a back you can use out of the backfield as well to get involved in the passing game. I think that Duke has some weapons that could pose a problem. But Georgia Tech defensively, that back end's going to have to play solid. The up front's going to have to do – and then we're going to see the linebacking core. Uh, Charlie Thomas for the linebacking core is just to kind of do it all. He lined up in a nickel position last season. Now he's come back down to linebacker. He played safety in high school. He's kind of that hybrid linebacker safety type that 
uh, uses his athleticism and sideline to sideline side speed to really make an impact on a game, he's going to have to be very involved in this because it's going to be an all hands on deck against Holmberg, who, like you said, has been better than I think a lot of people thought. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he's going to light you up. I, mean, I don't know if there's a Duke team that's going to come out and throw for 375, 400 yards, but he can get it done. He's a veteran guy. He, I think he can go through his reads, and Georgia Tech's going to have to be very disciplined with their eyes as well. Bryce Kuhn from GoJackets.com on Twitter at Bryce underscore Kuhn. As you get ready for Saturday's game between Duke and Georgia Tech to, to close things out, Bryce, what do you ultimately think happens? I think this is a game that Georgia Tech has to have. Um, the odds makers, I think they put Georgia Tech's win lost or win total at around three and a half before the season. Now, if you'd have told me this team was two and three with a loss to Northern Illinois and a win over North Carolina, I'd have said, <laughs> I don't know. If you'd have told me that in July, what's going on? Just, yeah. I would say, what's going on? <laughs> to me, this is a game Georgia Tech has to have. Um, I think they're going to play with a sense of urgency, but I do think the, the run is going to give them trouble in this aspect. I think that Mateo Durant is just very talented. If Duke's offensive line starts to get on a roll, that could, that could really hurt because the de- defensive line depth is not there. They've got some talented guys in that three to five man rotation. They'll roll out there, but deep into a ball game, I feel like Duke could wear them down, but JJ, it's going to come down to the quarterback play of, of Jeff Sims in this game. Obviously they've had the, the debate of Sims Yates and what kind of what's happened there. Jeff Sims is the quarterback of this team. Yates is a more than capable backup decision-making and offensive line is going to be have to, I think this game is more on the offensive side for Georgia tech. If they can go and execute their game plan, they have the offense that I think could get into a shootout type of game. And I don't necessarily know if Duke's built for a shootout, a 40, you know, let's say a 42, 38, 42, 35 ball game. I think tech can do that, but it's got to go all everything. Right. So, you know, I think, if you're asking for a prediction here, I, I don't even know because it's been a Jekyll and Hyde season so far with, with what's going on. But I think Georgia Tech can prevail in this game. Duke's got the talent, but I think it's going to come down to how does Georgia Tech's how, – how, how do the offensive line and defensive line play? If, if you see Georgia Tech getting pressure, then I think that's going to be tough for Holmberg to really do a ton of what he wants to do. Uh, it also would help, help as Mateo Durant. That means if you're getting great penetration on the defensive side, that he's not being able to bust off some of those big runs. On the flip side, offensive line's got to play better. There's just no doubt about it. Somebody in that room's got to step up and say, this is the game we need if we want to get to our goal, which coming into the season, even with the schedule Georgia Tech has, which is very, very hard, they wanted to get bowl eligible, and you're sitting at two wins right now. And when you look, this game right here this Saturday has to be win number three. As we get closer to Saturday and more people checking out your work over at GoJackets.com, Bryce, if you will, kind of give a shout-out to your teammates over there at 24-7 Sports. And if, if Duke fans want the Georgia Tech perspective, kind of what's on the website? What can they find if they go to GoJackets.com? Yeah, of course. GoJackets.com, we're the 24-7 Sports affiliate for Georgia Tech coverage, and uh, it's been a blast. Uh, head over there. we got my guy Rod McKenzie. He's our editor. Um, he kind of heads up all of our football coverage. I work alongside him with some of the auxiliary football coverage as well. And we're going to be having a ton of stuff coming out this afternoon. Uh, this is Wednesday afternoon, Thursday, Friday, leading up kind of a know your foe, what to know about Duke. And uh, we'd love, you know, a lot of times people get in the message boards on 24-7, it can get ugly. But we uh, <laughs> we hope the fans or take fans will welcome it because it's always good to hear from an opposing stands, uh, from the opposing stands, I always say, because it could be a fun ball game. These are two teams that I think really need this win. I think it has all the makings. But, yeah, we're going to be talking all about the game. We've got a podcast coming out on Thursday uh, kind of previewing the matchup as well as Rod will lead us on that one. So it's a ton of fun, man. 
Georgia Tech has got a lot to, to, on the line for this game. I think Duke does too, uh, especially in a season that I think that both of these teams don't want to say a make or break game, but this could do a lot of confidence for the rest of the year for both of these teams. Bryce, thanks for being with us on the show today. I've really appreciated it. Sounds good, JJ. Appreciate you having me, man. Love your work. And as always, anytime, I know uh, we may have to do some, some hoops so, as well because it's, it, it's, it's going to be fun. I will say this, both right now with how the season's gone for Georgia Tech and Duke, I know some fans are already looking forward to the <laughs> yeah. season. So that's going to be uh, it's going to be a ton of fun. The countdown is on, that's for sure. It's Bryce Kuhn from GoJackets.com. He's joining us here on Locked On Blue Devils. Thanks again to Bryce Kuhn for joining us a moment ago on Locked On Blue Devils. So grateful to chat with him and make sure you check out their work over at GoJackets.com as we get ready for Saturday's game between Duke and Georgia Tech. It's always fun to kind of know your opponent and know what you're going up against. So Bryce did a great job chatting about the Yellow Jackets with us. Check out his work on Twitter at Bryce underscore Kuhn. Follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Follow our show on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. Be sure to follow and subscribe this podcast for free wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for making Locked on Blue Devils your first listen each and every day when it comes to all things Duke. Coming up on tomorrow's show, Steve Wiseman is back with us to talk more about Duke Athletics, one of the best in the business. I want to talk about this Duke football team in great detail with him, so make sure you're on the lookout for that. That's going to do it for today's show. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.